Hey, what's up, and welcome to episode 9 of Current Gen. This episode's a little different. We are pretty much going to just discuss Final Fantasy VII Remake with full spoilers. So this is your official spoiler cast for the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Our plan was to also have some additional conversation about other non-Final Fantasy things, but our schedules didn't really allow for any additional recording. So, that being said, this episode is all spoiler cast. So if you haven't finished the game yet, I highly encourage you to go do it. If you're going to play it, at least, uh, go play it and then come back and listen and get our thoughts. If you're not planning on playing it and still want to hear our thoughts and don't mind being spoiled, by all means, carry on. Otherwise, we'll be back to business as usual next week. Thanks. Enjoy. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Well, let's get started. Yep. With our Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast, thank you, Jeff and Kyle, for joining me and Dan as we talk through one of the best games of 2020. Am I right? I mean, what's the competition? Hey, to be clear, this is what we're recording this on May 1st. Okay, so there hasn't been a lot to go up against yet. This True. Week, yeah. To be clear. Crossing. All right, you be quiet. You be quiet. Uh, yeah, are we allowed to say we like that game here? Or Because never mind, I don't. <laughs> nope. Never, you know what? Never mind, I don't. Never mind. You can't. Uh, Derek has opted out of this one because he hasn't quite finished the game yet, and he wants to wrap it up and not oh, have anything fair. spoiled. Also, he has made it pretty clear that it's not, he's – I think he's legitimately bummed that he doesn't like it as much as he wanted to, but he'll talk more about that when he wraps it up. I do I think, think the issue is he doesn't like good games. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably part of it. Ones. I think that's a big part I, I, of it. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is yeah. a big part of it. Uh, we learned that with our game of the year discussion. Uh, <laughs> Kyle and Jeff joined us uh, towards the end of our Fathers of the Grind podcast run to, with some game of the year stuff, which was awesome. And uh, so now they are back to uh, to chat with me and Dan about Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. this game obviously was a long time in the making, right? And it's finally here. I'm actually a little surprised it hit this gen. I was convinced that it was going to be the next gen of consoles when this thing finally came out. So I do, yeah. I do think it's cool that it actually released, at least, you know, part one uh, released. But you know what's interesting is they don't actually call it part one, right? It's just they Final don't. Fantasy VII they have, remake. They have actively evaded that, uh, that, all, all that language, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. very bizarre almost, even in yeah. marketing. They're like, hmm. <laughs> it is very reasons. strange. Yeah, uh, and there might be reasons. We can talk about that at the end. We're going to talk about things we want for you know next from Final Fantasy VII Remake, whether it's a new part or release chapters as add-ons to this one. Whatever that is, we'll talk about that afterwards. But first of all, I wanted to just find out real quick from the three of you guys, what is your previous Final Fantasy experience going into VII Remake? We'll start with you, Jeff. What was your previous Final Fantasy experience? Uh, none. Zero. <gasps> you played yeah, none well, of the other games. I played like... An hour There's actually no of... more air on my side because I gasped so hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had I played like an hour of like 15 and it just didn't. Gosh. I guess I just wasn't in the mood for it or it didn't grab me at the time. Uh, I'll have more to say on that as we go along. Was it the but, boy uh, band road trip vibe? You just weren't digging it. <laughs> 
I guess the story uh, too. I just wasn't in a fantasy type well, mood. I guess you mean the uh, fact that it's not a complete story, but that's okay. All right, the fact that it's some butchered edited. <laughs> no more, <laughs> no more fifteen talk. Okay, but your 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 Final Fantasy experience is quite limited, and even yeah. the little you've had is on more modern Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't know anything about. I mean, it, it was all like turn based up until like what fifteen, right? A twelve is really when it kind of split off from turn based. Well, really eleven with online. Oh, okay. Uh, when it kind I of mean, they're still turn-based, but they're hybrids of turn, the different variations. Correct. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little more like active strategy type stuff. But uh, okay. Kyle, what about you? I know you've played a little bit more of these. What's your Final Fantasy experience? Uh, I played all of them, all the MMOs, everything, every spinoff. Uh, Beating—that's a different story. You know, I've, uh, you know, I, I have some big glaring holes in my in my history. Like I've never beat nine. Played plenty of it. Never beat it. Not <gasps> anything against it, just could never could never wrap it up. Just the worlds, you know. I yeah, really yeah, like yeah. nine. I like the world and everything. Yeah. Um. What was the other one? Uh. There was um. It was three. The one that was the actual three, real three. The one that was re-released, right, uh, right. like on the DS or whatever. I never, I never wrapped up. Oh yeah. Up they did like a kind very of a polygon chibi, style. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. chibi style. Yeah. Polygonal. Yeah. Style. Mm-hmm. Uh, character art. It was fun. The job class system changed and everything. But um. Yeah, yeah, I've beaten, I would say, most of them, uh, but, uh, you know, I um, there's I have some glaring holes. Like, nine's a huge hole for me. Like, I don't you even, played like, the PS1 games especially, right? Seven and eight? And yeah, seven, eight, eight's, eight's, right. eight's probably my, eight's probably, I have a tattoo of eight on my body, so, like, eight's oh, probably nice. my, like, favorite story. Ten's probably my favorite game of the series, you know? Um, I love ten, love, love, love ten. I know it's a hallway simulator for a lot of people, but, like, It's a good care. hallway simulator, though. Don't care, bring it on! You know, so it's 13, <laughs> and people like that, garbage. So. It's an excellent... <laughs> It, that's the that's the difference, right? Is that there's character development, the characters feel like yeah. characters, well, and the there's world. a good story. Spira is one of the most fleshed yeah. out worlds in all of Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. That's just the fact, <laughs> you know. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I have a lot of experience with Final Fantasy. I'm a, I'm a big fan. And we know Dan, of course, former Chocobro himself, major Final Fantasy fan. Dan, are there any Final Fantasies that stick out to you as ones you never played or at least never finished? Um, I mean. Like kind of like random spinoffs. Like, does that Chocobo dun- uh, Chocobo Dungeon game on like PS One? Oh. Like things oh, like oh, that. Are we counting that one? Sorry, I, I wouldn't. I've been like the main the mainline ones. Yeah, like mainline. <laughs> I've 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 played all of them. Okay. Um, right. I mean, technically, I think like, I think one and two, I never like actually finished. But like, I've I've played mo- like I've played most of those two, and then like pretty much I've I've finished like all of them. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, my Final Fantasy journey started with six, which was three on the Super Nintendo. It was my first real RPG game, seeing turn-based. I thought it was weird the way the characters were kind of, they were in line and they would step forward and like swing a little sword, and yep. the numbers would pop up on the guy. I was like, what is this? This is so is this weird. Math? Is this math? I, I didn't understand it at first, but I quickly got hooked. And and six, again, formerly three on the Super Nintendo, was one that I ended up playing through. I borrowed it and um one of those guides, you know, that has all the screenshots and all the secrets and how to find all the espers and everything. I really got into six. And so that kind of long first one to start on. Oh, it was so good. So awesome. Yeah. It was so good. And then I ended up going through the rest of them. The ones that are notable and I never finished would be so like anything before six, I've only played some of, but never loved because six was beat four, man. You got to go back to four Four you'll love. Four is very much like six. You just got to, so I played a lot there. of four, but I never finished it. But I did play uh, a lot fair. of it. Yeah, yeah that's um, the one with the Black Knight and the yeah, that, yep. that one's really good. I like that yep. one. Cecil. Um, and I always called him Cecil yeah. until people started saying Cecil. Cecil. And I was, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, totally Cecil. Well, it's like Titus or Titus or Mako. Mako yeah. versus Mako. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so then I did start going through all the rest of them. The only ones I haven't played would be 
um like 11 i very briefly dipped my toes into and did not enjoy it 14 i played for a good amount of time and did really enjoy it but i've been yeah. i've had to step away from mmos because that is not healthy uh, um, yeah, if, you're, if you're not like between the ages of 18 and like 20 you know <laughs> like, yeah, that, little 20, 20, that little window of like having so much free time like mmos are not for you like yeah, yeah. I, i'm the same way like i beat 14 i, I dabbled in 11 yeah. 11 was too much of a grind yeah, uh, but 14, like, like 11 was, was tough. 11 was super, tough. You had to party you, with people. If you, you had played like had wow or something, it felt much more difficult than other. Uh, everything was very earned in that game. So I, I will say like, in that dark souls, like thing where it's just like, Oh, yeah. I finally grinded this out and got this, you yeah. know, like that feels good. But like, that yeah. was so few and far between. Tough. You felt that. Yeah. <laughs> I never finished 12. I've started it multiple times, but always lose interest at some point. I don't know why I can't I really that. explain it, but I do like it. Took never even time. tried 13. Didn't even didn't even try it. You not even right. not even yeah. a little bit. You're not, not missing, missing much. much. You're not missing but, anything. <laughs> but uh, but I they did, did like they had three of those, and they're all you know. <laughs> I did I did like 15, but it still to me doesn't hold a candle to pretty much six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. I think we're just amazing. And here we are at seven remake, which you could almost make an argument that this, if it didn't reuse characters and you know some some of the story beats of an older game felt like a final fantasy 16 almost it just feels like a brand new this is my take on it you guys might disagree it feels like a really brand new uh, rpg from from square i really love it so our my expectations coming in were that it's going to very much hit the same notes the same beat and be a very similar experience to what i played before back in the day when i played this game it was just going to look better and then when the demo came out, I realized how wrong I was. Because I hadn't really tracked any of the gameplay videos or I hadn't been reading about it. I was just like, I want to go into this thing blind. So I tried, once I played the demo, I was like, whoa, this is nothing like I remembered it. Because uh, So I've, I've been replaying it on the on the Vita. Got my Vita sitting oh. here. Oh, how <laughs> retro. Cool. Yeah, look at me, retro. <laughs> so I fired it up, the old one on the Vita, and... The opening scene of Final Fantasy VII originally, when you jump off the train, you go through that door, and then boom, you're right up there towards the end of the mission. There's like three rooms to go through, basically. Yeah, and you're true. almost ready to set the bomb. Maybe maybe a little more than that. In the remake, yeah. you go up those stairs. There's these turnstiles to go through. There's a bunch of enemies to fight. They're doing tutorials. You go up some more stairs. You wind through this gigantic factory, basically. Yep. Yeah. And... And so I realized right away as I was replaying the old one how much they've added in. Oh, yeah. So my overall thought on this game, just to get us started, is I am impressed and very pleased with how much stuff they've added to this section of the game. Because I was very nervous that this would not be good. Yeah, when, when you hear that it's just going to take place in Midgar, I'm like, so you mean the first eight hours of the game? Like, yeah. Okay. yeah not okay. even. And you're gonna you're gonna turn that into like you're gonna str- yeah not even like if you know what you're doing <laughs> it's not yeah. that long at all you know yeah yep uh so yeah it, it's just really strange that like they chose to just do this but uh i mean they you know depending on how you feel about it i feel like they they did a pretty good job of stretching out what eight hours of content <laughs> to like 30 you know so yeah well jeff what were your expectations <laughs> yeah, that, that blows my mind that they uh stretched out eight hours yeah. of content especially <laughs> like because i was reading uh just to compare the length of the plot to the original, I was reading the Wikipedia uh-huh. uh, of the plot of both the remake and the original, and the, it's one paragraph. <laughs> one paragraph in the original uh, Wikipedia page yep, is yep, the yep. plot. Like is is the plot of the, uh, the entire remake. Like, yeah. So for for context, the first paragraph. It's so short. 
And by the way, just to be really clear, this is very spoiler-filled. So if you haven't played this game, don't get yeah. mad at us if you hear stuff you aren't supposed to hear. But Actually, in, I wanted the... to ask before we start recording, Tim, like how far do you want to discuss certain things, though? Because there's All certain stuff. Okay. Because yeah. things happen with characters later on in the original, so that doesn't happen here yet. But oh, I'm looking no. forward to being educated on a lot of stuff, I, too. Cause I, I would was say, like, who's this guy now? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would say, for the most part, stuff that actually happened in Remake. But if All you, right. If it's you, going to be know. tough. Gonna be know, tough because there are things that happen in this one that definitely are like leading, are like insinuating certain things. So it's gonna be hard not saying specifically. But yeah, I hear you. Towards the end of this one, I think it's in chapter 16 or so. They introduce you to a fan favorite, and that's Red 13. He's this yeah. kind of tiger wolf hybrid thing with fire on his tail. Lab he's rat a, dog. Lab rat dog. <laughs> uh, he's really really cool. He's one of my favorite um, kind of 90s RPG characters of any kind. I loved Red. I thought he was so cool. Um, so they introduced him here, and I had already known going in, he's not a playable character. What I didn't realize is they were going to allow you to really have him as almost an AI partner for a yeah. good chunk. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought he was just going to be in cutscenes because they specifically said he wasn't going to be he's playable. Not playable. So and like, they were right. right. He's not playable, but he essentially acted as an AI pet or partner, and it was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. Can, we, can uh, we just make a comment about how perfect his voice was? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, can we just Absolutely. make one comment like uh, just how perfect the voice was for him? Yeah, when he spoke, mostly everybody, like, really, but him when he's spoke i was like yes uh, that was uh, like, oh yeah that makes sense that tracks. yes that felt so i am <laughs> i'm about four hours into the original and i already have red in my party and have him you know leveled up a couple times that's like that's crazy. how quickly things <laughs> move like in the original hours, four hours yeah yeah four hours in and i've been trying to take my time i'm trying to find all because i remember in the old one you have to go down these secret paths to find items and stuff so i'm trying to do everything as well, I the, the, the Don Corleone stuff is like three hours in, right? Like it's oh, like that happened Cornelia. so yeah. fast. It's, it's like over. it's like two, two and a half, three hours in. Yeah. It's like you're at the 25-hour mark and you're hitting it in this yeah. game. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so let's talk real quick about some of the I, combat I stuff to, and enemies. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, Jeff. You asked me a question. I'm sorry. I didn't even answer it. I deflected because I had something else in my brain. Okay, uh, go ahead. My go expectations ahead. were like zero uh, leading oh. into this because I didn't have any experience with Final Fantasy. Uh, I wasn't even going to buy the game. <laughs> That's how crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you even played it. Yeah, right? it was crazy. yeah I wasn't even going to buy it. I saw, like, you. of course, I, saw, I knew you guys were going to talk about it in the group, the Not Fathers yeah. of the Grind group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't call What's me that? Fathers of the Grind. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knew everybody was going to talk about it, but I didn't expect... I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what inspired... I was just kind of like, whatever, man. I need something to do. Yeah. We're all going a little stir-crazy now, yeah. uh, especially... Um, especially leadership, uh, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, so I was like, what, what else am I going to do? So I'll just try a new thing that I've never played before, a new franchise I've never played before, and uh, blew my socks off in like the first mission. So yeah, it I mean, had me going. It was the most shocking thing ever when you chimed in, you were like, oh, I, I picked up Final Fantasy and I'm actually loving it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, literally like a hundred of us were talking about it that day, like, and for the next like week or oh, two. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, and it I expected that. I expected to be the guy that goes, I'm "Not gonna play." I expected to be the Animal Crossing guy who's like, "Not gonna play it." That's me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hate that game. 120 hours in it. 120 hours, jeez. I actually just sold my copy. I got 55 bucks back for it. So. Oh, there you go. Hey, I applaud that's you. Actually, that's stand, a... I would stand if it wouldn't just be a crotch shot on this. Yeah, it was. I put it up for 50 and then like five or six moms immediately were like, I need this for my kid right now. And I was just like, okay, all right. I was like, well, there's a bunch of you offering. Whoever says 55 first gets it. And so I got 55. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. So I, 
basically spent five bucks for my daughter to play that game for two or three days, and then it sat there for a while. You probably got what you wanted out of that. It's fine. I I got I understand what the game is. It's exactly what it was before. All right. So um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Animal Crossing fans. Okay, let's talk about some of the news story elements real quick. This is this is to me oh. the most this is the most spoilery area. We we've talked about combat before on the show. We can talk about some of that if you guys really want to. I really want to get into the story and characters and stuff that normally we avoid because we don't want to spoil content for folks. But again, Tim, this would take over the whole hour that we're trying to squeeze this into. <laughs> yeah. So this but, is, this is what I really want to focus our time on is the story elements. So um, first of all, I'll list some of the new characters that jumped out at me and you guys chime in uh, characters like Leslie. I yeah. haven't found in the original as I'm playing. Yep, um, there. And also uh, how do you say his name? Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. Mm-hmm. And Madam, what's her name? So he's the guy. He's the dancer. Yeah, yeah. The dancer. Yeah. Oh no, they were. Yeah, they oh, were. Oh, those are new characters. Wow. Yeah, oh, they I, were I, thought, there, I thought the uh, that guy was in the in the. In the I might it's, be wrong. It's just it's, that scene. Hap, that scene. That whole dance scene is not in the original. That whole moment is completely different. Dance scene is not. Can I just say, as a person who has really bad sight, <laughs> that dance scene was very hard for me because all the icons <laughs> blended into the brightly yeah. colored background. It was a I'm lot. Like. Hey, uh, I sucked at that, and I remember yeah. like after yeah. like the dance was done, like everyone was like, "Well, you tried." And I'm like, yeah. "Fuck you!" Like, what yeah. is I, I got an address for you. Like, <laughs> I got an address. I got an address for you. Um, yeah, I don't remember those characters, and I'm I just finished. I mean, I finished that area a little while ago. I'm almost at the it's the end funny. of it, and I haven't found them. So they're at, at the very least, I would say they're not main characters. If if they're, they're there, not, they're not hard to find. They exist, and they're not ever named. Maybe also, uh, the guy who I would I can't, I can't remember his name, so I'm just gonna call him uh, Sam Chocobo Elliot. Uh, Oh yeah, y'all want to get on this chocobo? Yeah, he reminded me so much of Sam Elliott. Yeah, it was straight up. Let's just hire Sam Elliott. Oh, we can't get him. Let's get an impersonator. Yeah. Let me tell you something, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, y'all, y'all like the transportation. So, what do you guys think of those three kind of? Uh, I guess you call them like generals of the city, right? They all kind of served on Corneo or whatever his name is. What do you think about the way they had them be kind of these powerful entities in the city, and the way you had to interact with them to get access to him? What do you think about that? Uh, for me personally, I, I really enjoyed all these little additions that kind of breathed more life into like Midgar. Not even just Midgar, but like these specific sectors of Midgar. Um, and it, it it was actually it was actually really awesome, uh, kind of yeah. having that stuff more fleshed out. Because again, like as we keep uh, repeating ad nauseum, like uh, that that stuff transpires in the first three hours, and you're done with it by hour four, you know, and then you're on to the next thing. Uh, that's a whole section, like, that whole area is a hub, Wall you know, that, you know, yeah, Wall Street, exactly, yeah. A Walmart. Uh, Wall, Walmart. Wall Market, yeah, because I always called it Walmart, yeah, I'm like, it's Walmart. Um, yeah, okay. no, Wall Market. Walmart. Uh, but, it's, yeah. uh, it, but that whole section is so more fleshed out, and it just feels like Vegas, it feels like Vegas. Yeah. Or everyone's yeah, just there to cut loose and, you know, like, do push-ups or whatever that challenge was squats or whatever <laughs> squats. which wasn't uh, that whole gym section was in the original as well and that and that's what's I do actually remember cool. that. yeah i do remember that and they, there is stuff that's here that was in the original but then like i said the dance that whole dancing section in Oof. the honeybee inn the honeybee inn was in the original but there was no dancing section no, you just go in and like i, I there's a super awkward scene, which is what I actually mentioned to Tim that I kind of wish they did because it would have been so awkward and i kind of really wanted people's reaction to it but it, well, it was and, not included in this one. And so. I know what you're I know what you're talking about, but yeah, also yeah. I'm also surprised by how far they went. 
You know oh, absolutely. I mean? absolutely. Like, well, they actually went for it. Like, not only yeah. did they go for it, they kind of doubled down. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did the cloud and address thing. So yeah, I mean, well, that's and, really... and, and and then went beyond that with like those solo just... dance between him and the honeybee yeah, yeah, and yeah, oh yeah. my, it was just super like super yeah. homoerotic. You know what? Yeah. Good for you, Final <laughs> Fantasy. Good for <laughs> you, Square Enix. That's I, the most message. Kyle of immediately <laughs> after going, what game did I? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This is Japanese Aren't stuff. Aren't we terrorists? Now I'm like a transvestite, like, you know, like... <laughs> yep. like <laughs> yeah, not only did they tone down um, what's normally accentuated on characters like Tifa, although it's still there, but it was oh, toned yeah, down absolutely. some. Absolutely. Um, not only that, but now they're super woke uh, in other ways, too, which is, which is cool. Congrats to Square for that. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, they, they just really couldn't have done... And I don't remember... Because, like, here's the thing. I've played Final Fantasy VII, the original, like, front to back at least 20 times. And I, I still forget things because I just have a terrible memory. I've hit my head a lot. I'm very just forgetful. Um, the, the the scene essentially in the Honey Bee Inn is like Cloud, like I forget, he wakes up and he's surrounded by a bunch of muscular dudes. But like because it's not voice acted, so you just see the little word bubbles just like kind of insinuating weird things are happening while he's not awake. And then suddenly he just wakes up in a room full of like like sweaty, shiny, like muscular dudes. See, and, I didn't experience that on my playthrough just now, because I remember yeah. that from back in the okay. day vaguely. So there must be an optional thing where it's like, would yeah. you like to be you can it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that didn't happen. You can totally skip all that. You essentially okay. can just go, you go find the dude, the the um clothing store guy's dad. He comes back. They give yep, you a dress, yep, yep. put it on. Aerith is like, yay, and then you go to. There's a little Easter egg in this one where there's the guy waiting by the bathroom and he's like he's like keeled over. He's like, oh, he's trying. He's waiting to use the bathroom. That was part of that whole ch chain of quests, getting uh, the dress and the wig and everything. Oh, like that's wow. a little Easter egg. I'd never put that together. Yeah, though. yeah. So yeah. that's that's there. Hey, hey uh, you you beat that first game a couple times, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit. No, that's all, no very good catch of you. Just a few. Yeah. Just a few. I really liked what they did. I also liked how they had. Um, uh scott no was it scotch and Koch or whatever those guys names were right the announcer dudes oh, oh yeah. okay yeah yeah well, um, that whole thing was new too so that's that... so in the pat in the in the original those were just essentially two assistants that you see very briefly in his office when, okay. when don conia is choosing between the three of you so and i didn't realize those were the same guys so yeah it's the same the name arena, the arena yeah, announcer guys, they even right? have like the same colored you know outfits on okay. that they do in the remake but they only have a couple of lines, and they're basically like, you know, you be quiet while the Don picks which one of you he wants, and then the other one escorts you back, and then you, you fight your way from there. Yep, yep. Um, so that, they still were, they still existed, but in the remake, I love the way they had this big uh, Coliseum-style place that you go fight, and they are the announcers, right? They're the ones who are kind of um, – they, they're your hype men in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, very, I love um, that whole sequence. It was very like Unbuck. I don't know if you guys have watched with Tony Ja the movie yeah. Unbuck. Yes, absolutely. It was yeah. very. It like reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, very Japanese. Very like you know, it's like the, the illegal fighting in like this like kind of big stadium coliseum thing. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, that whole thing was new, which was actually super cool because essentially that was their answer to not having in this one the golden saucer. Which they yep. have the Battle Square, which is the game that I've created for our show. Um, I'm sure you were disappointed about that. <laughs> but I you mean, it was funny cool though. That was they... the... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. 
I was going to say, it's cool that they at least had something that was like the Battle Square, because I, I think they just kind of wanted that vibe, you know, something well, here where you're and fighting. I, I got to be honest, like having a Coliseum or some kind of battle arena, that's just JRPG 101. Like right, every yeah, yeah. everything should have that. Like, yeah. so it was a very welcome addition. Yeah. yeah, I thought so, too. And I also liked how the very final match that was unexpected in the yeah. Dawn and Fist, whatever else was the Hell House. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was, so I was racking my brain trying to think like, what? what is this hell house from? Why is this significant? And of it's course, now that, re- enemy. now that I'm replaying it, it's an enemy that you can pretty yeah. commonly encounter. as you're Oh, around. I well, never realized that. Yeah. yeah. He was, he, it became a meme. Cause it was like, Oh, you're fighting a house in final fantasy. An yeah. RPG. Like this is ridiculous. But then like, people were like, how are they going to make it? So you're just like fighting houses in, in that broken highway section. And it's like, uh-huh. Nope, they made it into a boss. Like, yep. uh, so that, wow, wow. Wow. See that went over my head completely. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, pretty cool. standard enemy that's not that hard to to beat in the yeah. in the original. He was hard as shit in there. <laughs> yeah, what a what a damn punch he was. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that yeah, was, was a definitely tough the tough. Oh, I, like it, there, and there were multiple moments in the game where I had to go like, "Oh, I have to try right now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mainly were, the no, boss fights, mainly yeah. the boss Mainly fights. the boss fights, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. And, and and never in a way that was like intrusive, but like just the, when I when I recognized that I was leaning forward and going, "Oh, the game wants something out of me right now." I'm like all right. I, I got to be honest, though. There was one super embarrassing death that I had in my experience. Most of them were, like, honorable. That was tough. I get it. I need to reconfigure my, my setup and my gear. And my material is all wrong. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's, <laughs> it's totally fine. But there was at least once. So there's there's the one slums area where the kids have their little secret hideout. Okay. And if you go back behind their hideout, you can help them take out those weird frogling things. And then there's yep, their yep, king yep. or whatever. So I was doing the mission where I was going to help them take out the frog king guy the toad whatever he is and i hadn't even gotten to him yet because he's actually not that easy to beat either that's a relatively difficult fight it's fine um i was on the way there and there were like three of them and i wasn't i was doing exactly what you just mentioned kyle where i knew i should try but i was also kind of distracted and i was kind of just hitting the button i got wiped by these three yeah. little frogs out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> yeah, i was happens. like uh did anybody see that are, they, are also... they the ones that like slash and kill you in one hit like well, that's Tom Barry. No, it wasn't oh, okay. Barry. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking it was the stupid different. little ones that hop around. Oh. So. Well, they also can turn you into a frog, which you have to use them. No, okay, now, okay, yeah. They turned me into to... frogs, and yeah. I, I was getting demolished, and I looked for my items, and I realized I only had, like, one remedy left. And then I, oh, next no. thing I knew, I was dead. Or a Maiden's Kiss. I didn't have any Maiden's Kiss. I was wow. poorly I was poorly prepared for that prepared? one. Prepared? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's one thing I want to talk about, too, is in the, as I'm playing through the old one, for the most part, you can just hold in the circle button, which is kind of your okay, or, you know, that's that's what most games now use the X button for that. But anyway, on the old game, you used circle, and I can just fly through battles. And then some of the boss battles, you got to pause and hit them with magic and things mm-hmm. like that. But for the most part, it's really easy. Like, And there are some really optional, tough battles in Final Fantasy VII, the original, and there's some really tough mandatory, like, storyline battles, too. Sure. But I do remember most of it being very straightforward, as long as you're well-equipped and don't like let your character sit down at less than 100 HP, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to ba- blast through most battles. In this one, I found myself so often using the accessibility to kind of like figure out what's their weakness and yeah. what do I need to hit them with. I mean, do you guys find this to be more difficult than you expected? Well, that's the thing is like you're doing a traditional RPG versus an action RPG. You're you're literally deciding where your placement is and that's important because it's not just you're just you're not being forced in a line and then your character just leaps forward and attacks like you're moving your character you need to put them where they need to be so you're not taking a lot of damage you're dodging rolling out of the way you know different things so the mobility is what kind of 
it makes that difference. So. Well, and and just the being rewarded for like I'm on this character, so they're ATB gauges, like you know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, filling up quickly. Like it, it just kind of uh, creates this like need to switch constantly. And um, mm-hmm. and at the beginning of the game, I'm like, oh, I, I could just play as Cloud and like just yes. let them do whatever they're doing or whatever. But yeah. as you're getting through it, you realize. Yeah. Oh no, the game wants me to switch constantly right, to right, characters right. to fill up their ATB to use their specials to create all these moments of combos and everything and like that's the special moment for me in this game is like because yeah. I, I I'm one of the the people who are just like Final Fantasy just put out a you know turn based game like stop <laughs> like stop trying to recreate their wheel here and just make a really really cool beautiful game and just make it turn based and this game made like me change my mind about all of that you know yeah, I'm just yeah. like. I'm so glad y'all went in this direction and, and did this, where it's like this almost Kingdom Hearts slash, you know, uh, Final Fantasy kind of 15 style like combat system kind of merged together and everything. And I would like, argue better than both of those combat systems. Better than both of them. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I'm a fan of both of these games mm-hmm. to some degree. And uh, but I, I enjoy the combat system in this game more. And, and in 15, when uh, Square Enix said like, we don't think that like people would be able to catch up with like changing characters this game. That's why we decided not to. I just don't believe that because we're doing that now. All of us are. Yeah. Jeff is. It's his first Final Fantasy game. He's figuring it out. Yeah, and I'm and I'm playing 15 right now. I'm like eight hours into it. Ten, almost maybe 10 now. I'm losing count now, but it's I'm really playing it. Deep. Well, you can and switch characters I'm like, now, why right? Why can't I switch? Like I'm so confused by this. I thought they updated it where you could. Uh, I think it's only in certain story, like uh, expanded story missions. And I could be wrong, though. Yeah, it might be later in the DLC. The the big, whatever the expanded, extended, whatever. The Royal Edition? Version, yeah, that's that's on Game Pass, so I got that. Okay. Uh, maybe they, so maybe I'll that get happens there eventually, later on. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe um, that happens but, but, later yeah, on. At the start, you're like... Maybe it does what, happen later. What's with yeah. the limited... It, the combat feels uh, very limited compared to the re, uh, well, 7 remake. Well, exactly. I, I feel like the lack of uh, maybe respect that Square Enix has for gamers, especially in the West, uh, like, uh, we we can handle it. Like, let us switch yeah. characters. And this and this game allowed us to do that. And there, there was a lot to juggle at some points, but I think it was the appropriate amount of juggling. I feel like sometimes I was... I was properly, you know, uh, perplexed and like just trying to figure out like, oh, it wants me to do this. And like, I have to, again, switch my materia up and make sure everything is right for this particular fight. But it was never too hard Mm -hmm. where I was just like, screw this. You know, I gotta, no, I'm taking a week, I'm taking a week off. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you would have heard from me if that was. It was was difficult, but they were forgiving enough on the reload points. It was like, you want to start at this battle or the very beginning of the sequence of battle? You can can start before we start the battle so you can reset your stuff or you can go back to the save point that you were a lot. lot, Yeah, there were a lot of options. Super accessible game in that regard. It really is. I think they had to do that because it balanced out how tough some of those fights, especially in those final three, four chapters could be. A um, couple other characters that we didn't cover yet. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on a brand new character. As far as I'm aware of, is that Angel of the Slums character who is stealing. Yeah, that's new. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out, of course, and I kind of predicted it early on, but I like the way they. Yeah, they, I predicted it right away. Go to yeah. the person that has all the intel. Yeah, she knows all about <laughs> all right. the angel. Oh wow. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, again, this is a spoiler cast. We can tell you it's this little old lady, and and she's been the one who's been stealing. She's basically like the Robin Hood. like Robin Hood, Hood yeah. 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 And and she helps you out a lot. And then, of course, there's this younger character who's um, talking trash about Avalanche to this whole crowd, getting them all riled up against Avalanche. You discover that's that Angel of the Slum's daughter, and you end up having to help her on a quest, too. Those, there's some new characters there that you do some side quests, uh, interactions with. Um, the side quest, we've all talked about this. We don't have to 
beat this dead horse again. We all know they were very weak overall, but I thought those were a little bit stronger than some of the other ones because you actually had a couple characters. I thought, thought, yeah, some side quests really offered a lot of additions to the world building and everything, but like the actual gameplay portions of them maybe left a little thing to be desired, you know? (laughs) But in some cases, yeah. I I don't know if I ever was playing this game and going, I wish this didn't exist in this game. You know what I mean? I don't don't know if I ever felt that way, but like uh, (laughs) the side quests were very weak, you know, and that's just, I would say a fact, but... Yeah, I, I never, I never uh, was bothered by the presence of those, uh, uh, those side quests or, or what I was doing in them at all. Like I, I, when I, when I heard you guys saying that's like the weak, weak part of the game, um, and on the podcast and in the group, I was like, okay, well, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But overall. not once when I was playing it, was I like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Let's get well, because they're not with. super long, right? So it's like, no, they're no. not at all. They're not like yeah. 15. So it's like, all right, let's go on an 18 minute drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go take some pictures <laughs> for this one guy and then 18 minute drive back. Sounds like you're talking about something specific, or that was just out of thin air. That was just that an was example. Out of thin air. <laughs> he said, take I literally pictures. Just that's, so yeah, that's so specific. That's so specific. That's very specific. Um, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you, Jeff. I never once, while I was playing it, thought, oh my gosh, if I have to do one more side quest, I'm throwing this controller. But if I had to, as we were evaluating the game, it's like, all right, that's one point I think is a valid thing to say. Is yeah, yeah I played things like The Witcher 3 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I've seen it, side quests done well. I've seen them done well, and these were not that. And that's okay. It's just it's just not a strength, for sure. I do think that they gave you some great um, items. You got some pretty good rewards from a lot of those, though, if, if you went through the trouble yes, uh, yeah. of, of going after them. You know, another, um, another character they introduced in this game that I'm surprised by, because he seems like he's going to play a major role in whatever other remake efforts that Square decides to move forward with, and that's Roche. He's a character I'd never seen before. I don't know if yeah. he existed yeah. anywhere else. I Roche? don't think so, but he was driving his bike very similar, similarly to people who were driving in uh, oh, the movie. Roche. Yeah, uh, no, he, yeah. Was, he was new. He was new. Yeah, he's very yeah, new. He's obviously a soldier, right? Or well, that's yeah. the thing. In the original one, soldier, you yeah. didn't meet any soldiers, technically, aside from Cloud, quote-unquote. And, and you heard about Zack, yeah. And you heard about Zack, and, yeah. and technically Sephiroth. Sephiroth, yeah, he's like a the mm-hmm. hero. Like, first yeah, class hero, soldier, yeah. yeah, he's the war hero, first class, you know, or above first class, I forget if there was, you know. But, um, yeah, they didn't really expand on the soldiers, you know, capitalized soldier, right. uh, within the universe of Final Fantasy VII. So it was interesting to, and he's the only one too. You literally don't meet any other ones. He just yeah. pops out and. I if there's going to be more. Well, yeah. that and like, I don't know. So later on in the remake too, it's interesting. Cause like, so he's, he seems like a nutcase, right? Like he seems yeah, insane. Yeah. He's and late, crazy. and he's later on, his allies too. Like he's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And late, I think it was, um, I think it was the press. It was the president, right, of Shinra that mentioned something about the Mako, how it deteriorates the cells, yeah. and like how it affects the per. Yeah, and and Aerith's mom mentions how like when you, when you became a soldier, you took what was it? You basically replaced a, a normal life for power or something yeah, yeah, no, that. that's a pretty much what she says, yeah. So I think they're starting off with just Roche, but then as we're gonna continue with these parts, we're gonna mm. see more soldiers and we're gonna see how it affects them 
yeah. you know, how it affects their personality and like what happens Absolutely. to them as a person. So. I, I think we're going to see like also the creations of the three brothers in Advent Children, the movie as well. Not to get too much into the, like the forward yeah. thinking of the future I mean, and stuff like that. That's what I want to dive into, Kyle. <laughs> like, oh, all do, of that, do like, you, but should we no, no, no. We got to stay on what happened in the game. No, in the game. Hold on. We're well, going to start our, we're going to start our own podcast where we talk oh. about all the fringe. <laughs> but Tim, technically he's not off because if you, so there's all these theories about the last boss fight which i don't know if we're even gonna like dive deep into sure. that but... mention it so the all right so at the at the very end right you basically are fighting fate itself right mm-hmm. you have like the big king like king of uh, of of like fates uh, yeah. essentially and he's he unleashes these three soldiers on you right yep. and i forget they each have their own specific names i oh my I, god they are and so sets and all that that was a tough battle where you're going and i never thought about this well i didn't either but i've been listening to so much stuff about like spoiler cast and and all this stuff so do you know maximilian dude yeah i'm familiar yeah yeah so he was on the easy allies uh spoiler mode yes yes, he was talking about he was talking about all that stuff and he was talking about how when you i guess when you look at those three characters their fighting style and the equipment that they're using are pretty much uh those three uh what is it kadaj um, I forget what the other two names, but the three, the three, I go like, back and watch that episode. I the forgot three that they whiny dudes from Advent Children. From Advent Children. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah the well, ones that are I, like, oh, mother. You know. Well, and these are the guys that they they kind of set them up at the end of Crisis Core as well, kind of like in an end credit sequence type of thing. So like, I always kind of figured that like, since this is probably a, a kind of a continuation of the Final Fantasy VII hmm. collective, uh, I forget what they called that. The compilation. Uh, the compilation. It was Dirge of Cerberus. It was the. It was the movie. Crisis it was Core. like there were so many things that came. Crisis Core. Thank you. Yeah. So many mm-hmm. things that were coming out at that time to kind of like uh, celebrate this like ten year anniversary or fifteen year anniversary of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So uh, and I feel and and I think they just said this recently. This is part of that compilation. Right. So, right. I right. feel like huh. that says a lot. Well, that's what's interesting because in I want you know? I want to ask you guys, and I mean I know Jeff said you said this is like your first one, so you wouldn't have like that inclination. Have you watched any? Like, did you watch the Advent Children movie by chance, Jeff? Or no. are you familiar with the movie? Uh, like Jeff, you like you liked uh, Kingsley, right? You watched that one, didn't you? I watched that in the what was the one they did in the mid two thousands or whatever. Uh, Spirits, Spirits Within? Within? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I saw that okay, too. so you saw okay. Kingslave, and like, this is the best Final Fantasy movie oh, they've yeah. ever done. It's, you don't Advent have to know Children. anything about the story. Like, the, the action's awesome. Like, everything oh, yeah. about this movie's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. super cool. Um, Please go watch that, like, immediately. It's Advent cool. Children is real good. Yep. So let's jump into, like, Sephiroth, right? So, yeah. like, I guess what's going supposedly, and there's theories being discussed and everything, is, like, there's... So I'm just going to say it. There's potentially different timelines going on. I think this is a different timeline. <laughs> but like, so, and then you start asking the question, well, how many are there, right? Yeah. Uh, and and supposedly the Sephiroth at the end of Advent Children is the Sephiroth that's in this timeline now. I feel that. Because I guess when you, so when you play the original Final Fantasy VII, the one, the whole one wing angel thing, like the actual wing sprouting out of them was never really in the original. It started becoming a thing later on. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Advent Children, he has the one wing. But then when he dies, quote unquote, cause um, Cloud does uh, Omni Slash on him. He says, I'll never, I'll just be, I'll never just be a memory or something like that. And yeah, he disappears. Right. But then in this one, in the beginning, when you first see him, you, uh, he sees the feather, right? Mm-hmm. Right in the, uh, in the factory yep. there. So like, that's mm-hmm. the first, like that's the first, any well, sort of, and- you know. 
Daniel, you you can tell, like, when did you first actually hear about Sephiroth in the original game? Because I was trying to think back, like, because, like, I don't remember him even being a part of the Midgar section of the storytelling. Well, like, Cloud would have, so the moments in this game where Cloud's, like, freaking out and he's having visions or he's just kind of, like, holding his head or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. those were happening in the original, but, like, it wasn't showing Sephiroth in the background just being like, hey, what's up, Cloud? Like, I'm kind of bust your balls. Like, Hey, you know who I am? it's actually, again, as I'm playing through it on the original, it's actually pretty nonsensical. Yeah. Um, because all of a sudden the screen will kind of, it's actually really annoying old school sound effect noise that it makes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. you know, he, he's doing this little animation where he's holding his head and then the character might like say, shaking, Cloud, right? what's wrong? And he's like, ah, I'm fine. And then he yeah, then yeah. play through a whole bunch more. And then all of a sudden it'll happen again. Um, the part where I just helped free Aerith and got red on my team. Then all of a sudden something triggers. He actually looks into this window and sees Genova, the Genova project thing happening. Yep, yep. And again, it's kind of like, uh, he'll, he'll say Sephiroth. He'll say yeah. the name. That's it. Like it's oh, all see, very, see, I, I, it's very fuzzy for me. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you just played it recently, Tim, because you can yeah. at least speak to it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, if there's... you didn't know, if you didn't have any context, and I, I don't know, maybe '90s Tim was cool with this. It makes no sense whatsoever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But sometimes, like things being really nonsensical for a little while, like you're like, what's the mystery? You know. <laughs> well, it's also yeah. budget too. Like if they didn't have the budget to fully do everything, and you know, but that's what's well, interesting but... with. But let, let's talk about the Genova thing. You just brought up sure. Genova. Yeah. Uh, Sephiroth does not show up and steal Genova <laughs> during the sequence no. in the original game. No. That is a brand new thing that's happening. And Jeff, I, I know you're probably like, what the hell is Genova? I mean, and <laughs> I, I wish one of y'all would chime in because like my my memory is so like. So Genova is basically <laughs> an alien that that shoots through the through the universe and and lands on planets and pretty much devours and and destroys it and then uses that as a vessel to then go to another planet and destroy that and that's essentially what meteor is which you see the extinction of the ancients right yes and you see you see the you see glimpses and and like things going on involving meteor in this one you just don't i forget if they actually do they say meteor at one point i maybe in the show they do no they do yeah i I remember the correlation between the two okay yeah 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 so So that's basically elaborate display the whatever it's all meteor happening isn't that what kind of turned sephiroth from the war hero into the maniac he is now is his connection with jenova and now he wants to be the vessel for jenova to devour the planet and yeah so i thought he thinks that that this has to happen this way oh yeah well it involves some other things which again then this discusses later on events in the original one so we don't want to jump into that quite yet sure sure sure. but this is what this is what's interesting because now like now having finished the game tim and and when i was saying with uh, with you guys in the last episode about calling it a remake and i was like they should call it a reimagining because it's more of a re- it now, really is yeah. now, but now i think remake actually makes sense because essentially if 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 these theories are correct and this actually is a new timeline or this different timelines going on and sephiroth is going back to a different timeline to essentially try to make himself He's right. Like, in his heart, he's right. You know, he's like, remaking so. Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Sephiroth is remaking Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, Sephiroth is a square dev. That's cool. So, yeah. so what's his, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But exactly. But what's cool is, is that like while we may be experiencing a, a new like Zack or Cloud or whatever, you know, like we're still fighting the same Sephiroth, which like is considered the greatest villain in gaming history. Yes. So like the the idea of like bringing him back and being like. 
hey, we're, we're telling the story again, but really it might be so, the same guy. You know, I, I feel yeah, like yeah. It's, it's so poetic and like yeah. it puts it even puts this character more on a pedestal. Yeah. So uh, I want to I want to put a pin in the conspiracy theory timeline for a second. We can okay. come back if we have time. I do like sure. that idea. I'd be interested yeah, cool. if they try to pull that off. That'd be really cool. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Sephiroth the character just in this game. I yeah, thought. Yeah that as a character he the way they introduced him and in my case reintroduced him uh yeah. was actually quite intimidating and scary in a good oh, yeah. way like yeah. he's a great villain and they I thought they, they doubled down on how scary he is how powerful he is and how intimidating he is and his ridiculous confidence and smirk he always has i loved the way they presented him so for oh, yeah. For most of the game, as Cloud has a vision of him, and boom, he's standing right there, or boom, he's talking to him, but then it shows someone else's perspective, and there's no one really there. So yeah. the whole time you see Sephiroth, it's like, he's not really there. Okay, he's not really there. And then that moment in Hojo's lab, yep. when when Cloud sees him, and then you see the reactions of all the other characters, I was like, holy crap, they can all see him. Like, he's he actually yeah. asked yeah, him. Oh, yeah. He asked him. Very is effective, that, really yeah. that was such a cool moment, because I was like, very this is effective. real this time. This is legit. And of course, as Cloud and him, as Cloud jumps at him and they have that clash and he slices the brick. Like that whole moment I thought was one of the better moments of the whole game. I thought that was yeah. really, really oh, yeah. well done. Agreed. Again, yeah. like you're not, you don't fight Sephiroth in, in this portion of the game. Like yeah. it, the, the whole point of adding him is, is so cool because again, he's he is one of the greatest uh, video game villains ever. So like to have him like so present in this first act of this game. It's cool, and it's it's gonna make things more powerful as as this story progresses. And I also I, like I the way I like the way that they did a really good job of making me, the player, care the most about stopping Shinra. Right, Shinra is the big bad yeah. in this. Yeah. And in the original, I didn't really feel that as much. It felt like more of an intro to whatever. I I knew something bigger was coming. But in the remake, it was like Shinra is the big bad, and boy, is Heidegger evil, and the president's really evil, and yeah. and this Reno and Rude guy seem to be conflicted, but they also keep fighting. So. I liked what they, they had all set up, but there was always this lingering. Um, there's this weird Sephiroth dude, and oh, that yeah. one the one little short guy sees him in the hallway, and they mention him briefly, like, you won't believe Walmart. who I just saw. Yeah, that, and, but no and, one believes him, right? And, like that, but then yeah. it kind of yeah. reminds me of, um, if you think about all the clashing in a show like Game of Thrones, like who's going to be in charge? And then finally, it takes a long time, right? It takes several seasons, but finally everyone realizes the real threat has nothing to do with each other. It's this giant force coming from the north that's going to destroy all of us, right? This, yeah, this sure. zombie frost army, whatever. It reminded me of that, where it's like, you guys can keep fighting about this Shinra company stuff if you want to, but Sephiroth is going to destroy everything and everybody. Yeah. Well, that's so. the thing. Shinra is essentially – they are destroying the planet by draining the the planet of, of you know the life stream, the Mako. But yeah. really, Sephiroth is pretty much like the main – the main weapon, the main yeah. issue that everyone needs to watch out for. So. Yeah, he's yep. literally yeah. gonna destroy the planet. And I thought the Shinra may be sucking life that. from the planet, but like uh, Sephiroth is gonna come in and like deliver the coup de gras, you know? I don't like, know, guys. The uh, the Neo Midgar sounds pretty sweet. I want to join in. Sounds pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. <laughs> um, so I I do really like the the way that they had a straight, pretty much straight one-on-one, -on -one, and by the end, it's three-on-one battle with Sephiroth at the end. Like, they allowed him to really be cool. the final, final, final boss. So there's all these boss battles. You mentioned the ones with Fates. You know, it kind of felt like a Shadows of the Colossus beast you got to fight. Yep. Um, but then... The Dementors? Yeah, that was... The Dementors? The Dementors? But I love the final <laughs> battle with Sephiroth. It took me two tries. The first try, I almost got him, but then I died. I got wiped out. 
And so on the second try, I kind of knew his patterns a little bit better. And yeah, I, yeah. I liked that challenge. I didn't mind failing the first Very time. Very Advent children, the jumping off well, debris oh, yeah. and like doing, oh, I mean, everything oh, I wanted. Way, I don't know if you guys played it multiple times that final final battle, but you know how there's there's sequence there's phases of that fight where once you get yeah, them down yeah, to yeah. health, then you guys move to a new a new area. Yeah. Right. yeah. First time that I fought him, um, I don't know exactly how it happened, but somehow I got hit right at the end of that phase, and that part of it was him beating Cloud up and throwing him to a new section. Yeah. But the second time through, I was actually kind of dominating him during the first phase, and I had this major hit on him, and Cloud sent Sephiroth flying through to that that's, new area. So there's that's different... Cool. Oh, that's cool. It's dynamic. Oh, I had no idea. That's cool. Same next spot. It's just a matter of who's kind of winning the fight. Sure, that cut sure. it a little bit. Very, yeah. very cool. I just thought a nice touch oh, super rad. that yeah. they had. Um, Really, I wanted to touch on a couple side characters that used to be afterthoughts in the old game, but now are really major players. Of course, you've got Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse. Yeah, yeah. huge demo. what they did for those characters. Huge. Yeah, from the demo, you realize right away that they're going to be a pretty prominent part. But not only are they a big part of the opening, they're throughout the game. And then there's some there's some major sacrificial chapter moments four. happening with them. Chapter yeah. 4, where really it's chapter all about four. Jesse, right? Yeah. It's all about Jesse and, and her connection with Biggs and Wedge and how they want to support her. And, it, and that was pretty great. That was you pretty fun. to the upper plate, which you did not do in the original. Like, you get to see a different perspective of Midgar. Like, because you knew that there were people living at the top of the plates in the original one, but you didn't really see it at all. Yeah, the you only basically... time you're on top of the plate is when you're escaping with Cloud and you can choose to fight those guys on the street or run. That's really yeah. the only time you're running around up there. And then yeah. when you get to Shin, the Shinra building, you pretty yeah. much go through this weird, awkward uh, moment where you're climbing up these weird, like, fans and, like, all these pipes. It just looks really dumb. And then, like, by the way, that was poorly designed. I just played yeah. through that part a little bit ago. That was so annoying. It's very bad. It was um, not good. But you don't see the upper plates, and you do in this, which it yeah. looks super cool. Like, also, don't forget Wedge's voice by Matt Jones from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Played, yeah. Uh, Badger. Badger, Badger from Breaking yeah. Bad. Um, but uh, I thought those characters were all really well voice acted. Oh, and by the way, I could be totally wrong, but they 100% modeled Biggs after Charlie Sheen from Hot Shot. <laughs> <laughs> or was yeah. it the other way around? No, no. <laughs> he does have the because uh, Hot Shots was I think like eighty nine or ninety, and okay. I, okay. I feel like that's one hundred percent what he was modeled after. But I could be sure. wrong. Either that or same like Charlie Sheen platoon. He sounded yeah, like him. Yeah. He looked like yeah. him. I mean, it, yeah. But, okay, so late eighties, early nineties, Charlie Sheen. One way yeah, or the other. General, I mean, we're saying the same thing. All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except one was a comedy and one was serious, right? Um, <laughs> I also liked the way that Marlene played a bigger role this time. It wasn't just yeah. a, a little NPC to kind of have the same line to say to you over and over again. I yeah. actually found her a little more endearing uh, yeah. this time around, of course. I loved her little scenes with Aerith that she had before Aerith gets taken it's back. A really cryptic scene, too, with that, which I, I don't even know quite what she, is going on. Yeah, I feel like there's... And I could be wrong. Maybe they won't go this direction. It seems like Marlene's actually going to be a bigger player moving forward because she seemed to have some kind of – like, does she have Blood of the Ancients? Some, like, well, so, like, her? I, I forget if she touched – I forget if she touched her face. or I think she described her hands, right? But it was kind of similar to the moment where when Red 13 is all, like, aggravated and he's about to lunge at them. But then she just kind of oh. grabs his face and she – I think she's basically, like, showing him everything that she knows. And he's just like, oh – Okay, yeah, no, I'm chill. Everything's fine. Like I'm, I'm one. She showed Aerith showed Marlene something, 
and, yeah. and then she was yeah. just completely chill with her. I was like, yeah, exactly. I trust you. Like, yeah, and they never really explain what that is, and I feel like they have to pick that up somewhere, you know. Like, I think that goes there's... with the whole t- with the different timelines because yeah. then there's a there's a whole other side to the, the Sephiroth thing that also involves Aerith. That there, this yep. is also the same Aerith from the original Final Fantasy VII. Because at oh, the man. end of, the, I never at, thought I never thought about that, and I'm rubbing my head and. <laughs> <laughs> well, because so when you're play, when you're playing this one, I, I want to talk about the main cast because obviously they're the most important thing really at the end of the day. When when you look at Aerith and there's moments in the game, and even Jeff probably kind of like like when he heard he was like, oh, like the way she's acting in this one scene is weird. There are moments where she says things or acknowledges things or people that she would not have acknowledged or didn't yeah, no, the original. I, I, I definitely felt something that was off about, like she felt more omnipresent in this, in this game. Yes. Like, uh, yes. Connection to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know if that was just like an exercise. And I, I feel like as it went along and like the tinfoil hat kept like seeking more and more down my crown, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, I, but I never thought about that specifically. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. I do think that they gave her more characteristics of some sort of deity-like person yeah. that happens to be taking yeah. the form of a human. That's yeah. exactly. And I, right. of course, having played the old game, I knew that that she's got the special she's blood. Half ancient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the new, even in the remake, I was like, they're they're making sure we know there's something special about her, but she keeps oh, yeah. choosing to basically help down in the lowest levels where it seems unimportant because yep, yep. every life's important. And so I don't know. It was very interesting the way that I, that's why I really liked her character. Yeah. Cause well, that's in, in the original. She is a very one note, by the way, in the original, it's also very much about you're this stud muffin soldier cloud. And you've got these <laughs> yeah. two chicks who are kind of arguing about you. Like that's yeah. so far what I've experienced with Tifa and Aerith. Yeah. Whereas in this new one, I feel like Tifa is an incredibly empathetic character like she doesn't really like the path that avalanche is yeah, taking i don't like what we're doing here and i like that a lot too i liked her new approach and then Aerith feels like someone who knows something sad is coming but wants to make things as good as possible until yeah. then so I, I really liked the way they did those two characters especially barrett's well, not I, one note anymore either like well, barrett kind of was like the angry like shaking his fists like and he does still do that but like you 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 feel a heaviness to him and, and you're not going to know about it until later on there's a reason yeah. for it um, yeah, my, my kids were watching me play a couple battles, and they were like, "Barrett swears a lot." <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as the original. <laughs> no, it, it, it's uh, yeah, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, uh, you were gonna say something. Uh, no, I, I was just gonna say that there's uh, a lot of moments where, uh, yeah, I agreed that just Aerith just seems like there's a lot, of, there's deeper stuff going on with that character, and yeah. like uh, you really felt it in this game, and it wasn't until you mentioning something that like, she does feel like. I feel yeah. like now that she does know that there's stuff going on while yeah. it's transpiring, like, yeah, here we are. Yeah, I just, I, I wish well, I remember specific things that she says, but like, me too. I, well, I think even in that scene where like, Air, um, Tifa's like, oh, I gotta go save Mar, uh, I gotta go save, and I think like Aerith basically says Marlene, but I don't think anyone has said her name to Aerith up to that right. point. Right. So yeah. she looks at her, she's like, wait, how do you? And then yeah, she's yeah. just like, I- I'll go take care of this. Don't worry well, about it. Well, and like, and I know exactly what I was gonna say earlier. Uh, like whenever there's a specific line that she says where it's like, well, I actually like it underneath like the oh, you yeah. know yeah. well it's like well that's because things were simpler when yeah. it was up there like once that thing came down like everyone's yeah. world fell apart you know so like when yeah. she was saying that over and over again well i actually like it under here it's actually beautiful to me and stuff like that and i'm just like why would you say that like yeah. you know and then as it goes on you know i'm like oh i mean I, of course like no like the things that happen to everybody in this yeah, game yeah yeah 
these were the simpler times, so it, it was beautiful underneath, you know, underneath yeah. the plate. You, you know, know, it's possible they're giving her a little bit more of a kind of biblical savior type of a personality than she had before. I, I, they're I you're matching so. her up with what I think is some traditional Christianity approaches to the character of Jesus in the Bible. Like, so. so before Jesus' death in the Bible, there's that famous moment where he says, uh, if it's possible, take this cup for me. I don't want to do this. But he knows it has to happen. There's like this inevitability and the sadness. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they're doing that with Aerith a little bit too. Where there's this inevitability, and we won't say what the thing is, but there's a big right. moment her later, potentially in the future remake chapters or whatever they end up putting out with this thing. I think she knows that there's going to be this conflict and this ultimate moment, yeah. and I think it makes her sad. And so, and I love the way that they've communicated that with her. Uh, also, want to mention real quick, they they added a character, they added character to an existing one named Mayor Domino who was pretty useless in the first one. He just kind of helps you get this code, basically, to get up to the next level in the Shinra building. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, they actually made him a member of Avalanche, which I thought was cool. Yeah, he was like, he was the deep embedded spy yeah. who was the yeah, actual yeah. mayor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah super yeah. cool. It was a it, cool. It added a little bit of a lighthearted, like, lighthearted <laughs> moment, but also like, it was a nice chance for him to stick it to the man. He's been this puppet of theirs for a while, and he's like, yep. yeah, but you know what? I'm not just a puppet. I'm cool or whatever. You know? So I, I liked yeah. that. Here, here's the keys. <laughs> yeah, and here's, so I liked that uh, a lot. I really liked it. I was into that, yeah. Um, so what about Cloud? I, we I was to, actually we haven't discussed Cloud. Okay. Yeah, cause, so Cloud is a little more snarky and a little more verbose in the original as i'm pl- at least so, so far okay thank you that's what i've been saying this whole time because i feel like so- apparently some people are arguing that he's almost too serious in this one or 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 i'm sorry the other way around that he was very serious in the original and this one he's a little more like not as no, serious I'm like, I, don't remember like, him being, I don't remember being too jokey in this in this yeah movie. yeah what no. was he ever jokey <laughs> No, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the original one he was more snarky there's actually been three or four times at least that he's had a little like quick comeback or almost flirty in some moments i'm just like yeah, yeah. that's not what i that's not what the remake in the remake i feel like they're trying to channel more of a garrett Geralt type personality mm-hmm, where yeah. if you dig yeah. beneath the layers he does care a lot it's just he's more of the stoic warrior who's been through some stuff they're they're striking a balance between advent children cloud and original final fantasy 7 right yeah. It's, right. it's an in-between essentially because yeah. in in advent children he's like super emo like super super emo yeah but then yeah. in the original really, super really sucky. Is, yeah. yeah which i mean for, with good reason to be fair but yeah well he, I'm not gonna he, say hey, he went through some stuff you know yeah, yeah. he went through some things you know? <laughs> for no other reason the way they did cloud in this remake it makes his interactions with Aerith to me so entertaining because yeah, yeah. She's super flirty and outgoing and just bubbly and whatever else. And he's uncomfortable and yet drawn to her at the same time. And I love it. Yeah. The I voice it. acting across the board, I was I was actually that was gonna that was one of my main concerns just from the trailers because it was just quick like little five second and I was like, Oh, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. But like now playing this game, it's it's amazing. Like most characters are amazing. well, yeah. Main I was cat, surprised by cat. how got like how much they got it to be honest. Like, cause yeah. in our heads we all have our cloud voice because right, there's right, no right. there was no voice acting. You know, we all have yeah, our yeah. Sephiroth voice, but when like when it was transpiring, it was like, well, eh, that that's good. I yeah. like that. You know, there yeah. was I, there were very few moments where I'm like, yeah, that was probably someone on the dev team. Yeah. Uh, but and it was side quests, you know. I've got a was, cousin who does really good voices. And I was definitely concerned about Barrett's portrayal because obviously in the in the original one, he's sure. very like Mr. T, like no, no, very much so, yeah. Cartoon, I pity the fool, you know, like <laughs> and this one he's so. not quite that. He's he's again, there's a heaviness to it to like what yes. he's feeling and, and, and this mission that he's on. 
with with Avalanche and trying to protect the planet, which, by the way, the whole like, oh, like Avalanche is actually this huge organization and we're just like the cell that's split off like that's new. So that yeah. was super- I, I don't remember oh, that. Yeah, either, I like that so detail. I'm, I'm glad you yeah. validated that because I, I don't remember that. Yep. Being in a the original, they are Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. they are Avalanche. Yeah. Yep. So, so there's this that's... whole other network going on that we don't know about. Yeah, well, yeah and you see them in Chapter 4, right? They come in and, and yeah, fight. They, they save yeah. the day. And, they do, uh, yeah. kind of sneak apart from them. Oh, God, they don't so really great. agree with us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I like that part a lot, too. Um, what's cool, too, is they actually make Barrett an intelligent character. Yeah, he's super emotional, right? And he's very... Yeah got yeah. a very short wick which is fine that's his character that's one of his yeah. personality traits right he just yeah. his temper just goes off real fast but he's very smart and yeah, so yes. in the original as i'm playing it i'm like my gosh he's so stupid like, <laughs> and anything that's being said he's always like what who is this what are we doing like yeah he's yeah yeah so dumb so far. dope well, his his big fake out death is new too, right? Like there was an, a moment, yes, like because right. obviously Sephiroth Dude, doesn't show up. Okay, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't show up and like Sephiroth <laughs> never shows up and stabs anybody. <laughs> yeah, let's well, well, like it. Oh, right, right. right. Now I was like, what are you talking about? Because it happened so, in, so quick. It's in it President Shinra's office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Sephiroth shows up and kills the kills President Shinra. I assume. Yeah. It seems like he does, right? He's dead. And then he turns to Barrett and dead. And he stabs him right through with a sword. And for a moment, I was like, oh, did they did they make a big change here? Like, is this... Yeah, are we a switcheroo? Yeah, yeah is there something... exactly what I thought. Like, I yep. was like, this is it. This is the hook. They're going to yeah. kill Barrett. Yep. And then the Dementors, man. Not <laughs> today. <laughs> the Dementors came in. And... So, so that's the thing, right? Like, you think he's dead. <laughs> you yeah. think he's dead, but, he does that, but he's not dead. Because of the Dementors, yeah, the, the yeah. fake ghosts. They because the fake ghosts essentially, yeah, protects them from actually dying. Yeah. So like, orig- uh, you have a bigger purpose. Which so originally, originally in, in the original one, it was President Shinra. You basically walk into his office, and sh- uh, President Shinra is just on his deck uh, desk, like slumped over with uh, the Masamune, uh, Sephiroth's Masamune, just like through his back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happens in this one, because the second I walked into his office, I was expecting him to just be slumped over on his desk, and I was like, Same. "Whoa, he's <laughs> yeah. he's not there. Like, what's going on?" So then he's outside, like hanging on, which I don't even know how he got there. I was like, "How the hell did he even get yeah. there?" No, I'm not gonna but, give like, an answer to that, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I but, think like, it's safe to assume just that he was just, off, he just, just jostled aside. Yeah, I, don't know. I was just doing pull-ups. <laughs> I think yeah, Sephiroth yeah. just tossed him out the window. Just boop. Yeah. yeah, but like so the fate ghosts because we haven't talked about like the fate ghosts yet the dementors who just show up who just, <laughs> just show for up the weird get... hooded spirits that are floating around that they describe yeah. Yeah. and it whispers right but they Whisper, yeah, yeah whispers yeah. never in the original game like it's like this is so really new right yeah, yeah they it's weren't. such a yeah. huge this part is... of the remake it's oh, yeah. such a huge part wow. of the remake this is completely new which is you know this is why it starts feeding into this weird like uh, yeah. What's happening? Like same thing. I mean, they do that with whole areas too. Like the sewers is a really yep. short little segment in the original. The the ghost train yard is the like two yard. trains. You just move a couple trains and you're done. There's no like big boss yeah. battle. Actually, it's a you know the big boss battle in the remake with the guy in the chariot, which I thought was yes, a pretty yes. cool boss battle. Actually, I thought that was pretty fun. You know the the ghost man on the chariot. You know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep. Okay. Um, he's a, a normal enemy in the ghost right, graveyard. Right, right. In yeah. the old one, he's just a standard enemy. Yeah. That you just might encounter. Just He's like the a... Hell House. Huh. Yeah. 
just a standard enemy. So yeah. anyway, um, they definitely built out some of those pieces. Uh, I do want to, we do have to wrap up our time here pretty shortly. And there's oh, more to talk about with Final Fantasy so VII. I know, I know there's more. <laughs> we do have to get things wrapped up. Just wanted to ask you guys two quick things to think about, to close things out, to get answers from you on this. Number one, what was your biggest gripe with the game? The thing that you thought like, eh, I wish they would have approached it differently. Just one thing. Okay. And then what do you want them to do in the future do you want a major release like this part two in a few years from now or do you want dlc because actually apparently the producer has said he wouldn't mind doing like more like more rapid releases of smaller chunks of the game freaking namora um so who knows what they're gonna do but what what do you want for the future of final fantasy 7 remake do you want remake part two and part three or whatever or do you want do you want just essentially release dlc packs once every couple years where you add a couple more chapters to this thing or whatever so jeff jeff can go first because i have things to say what's your I biggest... got some things to get off I my got... chest exactly <laughs> no, i'm not very passionate what's your biggest gripe i wouldn't really call it a gripe because i think this was done intentionally but uh as somebody who was not familiar with obviously i'm not familiar with the original at all uh the sephiroth stuff felt um Shoehorned is the wrong word. Obviously, they're dangling a carrot here that to get you to entice you to play more, yeah. uh, more of this game as it releases in, in chunks. Uh, but uh, as I was fighting him, I was like, "Why am I fighting this guy so much?" Like I just, <laughs> you know, he he's just like a vague apparition to you the entire game, and then he shows up, and yeah, he's obviously he means harm to the planet. Well, uh, but I'm still kind of like, as I'm doing this big boss fight at the end, I'm like, "What's this guy's deal?" Yeah, without context, maybe. Okay. You know, yeah. so uh, that was my only real. Uh, it's not really like a gripe because they're purposefully teasing it. They're yeah. purposefully not revealing to you all the details of what drives this guy yet. Um, yeah. so, but that was my only thing because I just did uh, motivation-wise, I just didn't understand what I was doing in that yeah. moment. Um, uh, but as far as what you wanted, yeah, chunks, for the future. Mm-hmm. They, well, I like the idea of releasing it in chunks. Honestly, if it's going to be this type of game going forward every time, where it's like three thirty to forty out depending on how you play. It was a little under 30 hours for me. I think I screwed up a, a side quest or something. It said abandon when I tracked it. And I was like, oh, I, did, I abandoned a side quest. Oops. Way to go. Yeah. This <laughs> poor guy, about uh, that, that Johnny guy got like drunk or whatever. And, <laughs> Johnny. And, I didn't even get talk about Johnny. And uh, <laughs> he got drunk and I just like, I, t- I, I was supposed to go to a pharmacist and I totally screwed up. And I totally, <laughs> so I guess he, he's not dead though. He just shows up in the next chapter. <laughs> He's not dead. Don't worry. He's fine. He's oh, fine. I guess that didn't matter. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm cool with them doing it the way. Uh, as long as they pace it out, and uh, man, please, please release it. Like, I mean, every two years has to be like the. I mean, it has to be the most reasonable window, two to three years, for parts like this big. You know, yeah. uh, if you want to release them this big each every two three years, I'm cool with that. But if you like, you know, half-ass it, and it's like one two chapters every two years it and it's not as big and grand i'm not into that at all you would that be your preference though is every two three years give me remake part two then remake part three yeah however many of these okay right however many yeah and it's got to be that that length and the scope and the scale i want to feel that i want to feel that in the, yeah. in the and the narrative you want too. all of your character stuff your progression to carry over or what God, if they... i heard you guys talking about that i really don't know because you do want i don't know why somebody would jump in on part two 
like not having played so, part one. Yeah. So actually, there is uh, a Maximilian dude actually mentioned a really creative way for them to fix that, and it involves it involves a character that joins your party who's a ninja later on and does something in the original game. So think about that. Mm. Mm. She's a ninja. She takes something from you. Oh no, I follow. Yeah. <laughs> that, so that's really yeah. so you go out into the world sense. with all of your stuff, and now yep. suddenly it's gone. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, they could always do the old thing where it's like when you start yeah. a new Batman yeah, game, sense. somehow yeah. they take away all of Batman's toys, and then you have to go find them again. Yeah. You could do it this yeah. way suddenly, creatively. The same my thing. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, my batarang doesn't work like it did before. Yeah. I don't know why they start you on level six, both in the original and the remake. Cloud's on level six, and he levels up to level seven after the first battle. I don't know why they do that. That's just the way that they decided to do it. Yeah. I guess it's just a show like, like he's seasoned, he's a yeah. level seven, you know, yeah, level <laughs> or he's level six or whatever. Um, uh, Kyle, what's your one thing about this game that you didn't love, whether it's biggest gripe, however you want to describe it? One biggest oh, gripe in the game, and I, then I how do you want them to deliver the future pieces? I really don't have a lot of gripes. I think the side quests were, uh, you know, just ta tasky at best. You know, it's like go over here and do the thing. You know, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, just it left a lot to be desired, but it also I kind of didn't mind meeting the people around there. I just say as we move into probably what I assume without spoiling much, a more open world situation or an open area situation. Yeah. Just make the side quest feel like something, you know. Even if I got to go kill ten things, make it that. Like, but don't make me look for cats and you know, like <laughs> don't make me look for cats. Were cute. You know? hey, what about I miss those side quests? Now that I'm on like fifteen, I'm like I miss those side quests. <laughs> yeah, but what about what about finding music for that little girl so she can make everyone don't happy? Don't mind. You know what? Love oh man, the, I hated that so much. Whole, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, never music, gonna, though, I'm never going to finish that episode, but I love the idea, or I'm sorry, the, that side quest, but I'm, I love the idea of buying music as I go along. So like, don't take the that music away. Music is cool, but by the yeah, way, I, all those things you have to find, they're all right there in Wall Market. They, they are, oh, okay, fortunately, cool. but I was just like, oh, I really got to do this right now. Like, I have important stuff to do. I have people yeah, to but come on. I, when yeah, she's I'm literally about to save the world. Cute. She's, she's like, like this little girl dancing around. That's cute. But yeah, uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's cute. That's it's fine. Yeah, that, 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 those kind of missions were like, how about you just let me pick one song and it's either good or it's not and you give me an item based on what song I picked and then I'm done. Like, don't yeah, make me file. I had like a, this entire discography of stuff that I could have inserted and it could have been like a clever thing. Like, oh, you inserted this track. Here, you get this bonus or whatever. By the uh, way, the original Wall Market sound, and this is something, Dan, you and I talked about in a previous episode, the original Wall Market tune, which is an, a catchy little tune, the original one is, that that's actually remixed and used in the collapsed highway gotcha. level that you travel. Bah, bah, bah. That one yes. does that. Yeah. And there's like this little weird vocalization that they add to it. This lady oh. kind of does some vocalization and it's matched up with this kind of techno sound yeah. effect yeah. they use. Good really, catch. really well done, but it's yeah. that was the original Walmart kit. Um, gotcha. Little good tune. Yeah, that's that's good. crazy. Wow. I, I love the way they did the music in this, by the way. Music is gorgeous. Uh, music is great, yeah. Again, they nailed <sighs> so many amazing. things. They, they nailed all the music, like all the things that like well, Final Fantasy usually nails, but also the voice acting, which is like we've all played ten. Like the voice acting is spotty at best in a lot of these games, but like oh I felt no, like I downloaded that one. Everything was so good. <laughs> it was their first go, to be fair though. It, it, it was, was it, it was a huge production of voice yeah. acting. It actually it actually is like a monumental achievement oh, yeah, in voice absolutely. acting. Yeah, to, so to not so I gotta this about the music though. Like yet yeah, the music is amazing the music in this. Is great. And there are yeah. a few original tunes. Most of them are not original though. They're taken from the OG soundtrack. It works though. Uh, and it totally works. But here's the thing. It makes you really appreciate these. Think about to the old video games. They didn't necessarily have the budgets or the connection oh, yeah. to bring in 
these top level like movie score producers Dude, or whatever yeah. else. No. Big choirs. So, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And yeah, so, all that stuff, they yeah. had these guys that were writing these really great melodies with these awesome hooks and these fantastic this fantastic uh way of moving right along with the battles or with the story with these moments yeah. because now that we've got them fully orchestrated and they've been fully fleshed out it's like yeah the core of what was written though was brilliant to start with and i oh, really yeah. really oh, yeah. love that. you can one thank, winged uh, angel in this game was fuck it was so brilliant it was so brilliant it you was... can thank uh yuimatsu for that well, he's the father of final fantasy music so yeah fantastic yeah. stuff uh dan oh no no kyle what do you think i shouldn't say what do you think what would you prefer they do to deliver the rest of the Final Fantasy VII experience? Uh, I, I think uh, what Jeff was saying is kind of spot on. I'd rather like bigger chunks. And I know they're talking, if we're if we're talking about articles that came out recently, uh, they're talking about smaller, you know, oh, we're going to give you smaller chunks more recently, <laughs> and that will satiate you. And I'm like, that's not uh, what I want. That's I want just Nomura being Nomura. I want to settle in, you know, and like anything Square says, you always add a year, you know, so there, there's a lot of, there's just, there's a lot of like, I, I just want big chunk. Do this again. I don't know how many more of these you're going to do. Again, I don't know if you're changing the story or if you're staying like part of the course or whatever. If you're staying part of the course, like this isn't going to be a trilogy, I promise you. Uh, so now we're talking about spreading that game across like what, six games, you know, five games, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I don't, like five, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to shorten and what. It'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens because I could be forgetting some really awesome areas in Final Fantasy VII the original, and I'll find out because I'm going to keep playing through it. Yeah. But Midgar was always like I already knew that I barely scratched the surface of that place. It's this massive city, oh, and yeah. you only really got a tiny. So to me, it made sense. You got an entire city and ecosystem and story you could flesh out. Yep. Sure, you could stretch out any area of the game. I get that. But I don't remember there being anywhere near that level of depth in other areas of the overall sure. Final Fantasy VII yeah, world. Yeah, how big are you going to make some of these like cities that you like pass yeah. through? Like yeah. They can't be like these gigantic Midgar-like cities, like you're saying. So, there is yeah. another big city. I forget the actual name of it, but the one that has like the cannon coming out of the cliffside. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, that's one, but you know. Yeah. So, Dan, what about you? What's your biggest gripe? I know you only say one. We're already over time, so we'll just All limit right. it to one. I'm sorry. And then how would you <laughs> like them to deliver the rest of this game? All right. My main gripe is going to include the the one thing that we didn't really actually touch, so I'm going to try to just mix it all together real quick. So at the end of the game, right, when you defeat the when you defeat Sephiroth and, and you defeat the, the Arbiter of Fate, basically you've defeated Fate, so now Fate isn't there anymore to essentially block things from happening, right? Because it kept trying to block things going off in different directions. So now it's like it, it basically kind of seems like, oh, this could end up being completely different games. Yeah, anything though, can happen now, right? Yeah. yeah even though yeah. Katase, even though Katase just said in a recent interview they're gonna actually pretty much stay par for the course, which I don't know. What that, that keeps means. throwing me off because I keep reading that stuff and I'm but, like, what? <laughs> but at the will. end, Zach. So we mentioned the character Zach Fair earlier. So Zach Fair is an important character. You'll find out later on why. But uh, this is really hard to explain without actually saying what happened to Zach Fair. Basically, at the end of at the end of this game, Zach Fair something he is he is alive, and that is very strange. Playing he... the original game, okay. and that makes things very different and complicated because essentially the fate that they show you in the end of this game is not exactly the same fate as the original at the end. So for me, unless, that's unless an... unless the same thing happened a long time ago. Well, like what do you does... mean? Like, you know, like the reasoning behind, oh, he must be alive right now is because of what's happening in the city. 
with the Mako stuff, right? But the thing is, the reason why Cloud is Cloud is because of what happens to Zack. And Zack gives you it. his Buster Sword. Right. He's, mm-hmm. you base, yeah, so this... What I'm saying is the... what you. You were saying that we think Zach is alive because it looks like he looked at the city right as all that Mako stuff was. Well, happening. and but but Zach also never like dragged Cloud into Midgar in right. the original. And, like and that's completely new. Like yeah. that should have never happened and, because and of this the is way happening that... in the past because yep. he's carrying Cloud. How would Correct. he be carrying Cloud in if Cloud is leaving the city with the Correct. party? Yes, that part is definitely in the past, and I think the other stuff with just him potentially also in the past because there there could have been a similar event that happened back then that or, he saw. or a different timeline or a different timeline and yeah. that's that's the thing for me because like listen like it was already kind of a big pill to swallow for me being like oh you're gonna add some things to the story i don't know how i feel about that yeah. they did a really good job with this game but i was under the impression that they were remaking the game like here's final fantasy but we're literally adding, called remake <laughs> we're adding yeah, yeah. We're adding things, and it makes it kind of a more fluffy experience. Like, we're adding some fluff, and it and it actually is good. Now, if it's going to be like, this is potentially a sequel, maybe, with all these, you know, theories going on, like, then it's not really the same game to me. And then that's where I'm kind of, like, trepidatious, because here's the thing. Square Enix hasn't been this Square Enix since, to me, Final Fantasy X. Yeah, so I that's many that. years where they haven't been at the top of their game. So yeah. I'm concerned that they may not be able to continue that sort of, you know, quality. Yeah, no, I agree with that. This one was had that same magical. I feel like they recaptured the magic with yeah. this one quite a bit. So that's my concern is that they yeah. won't be able to continue that magic. I hope they do, but we'll yeah. see. So what about uh, the way you'd like them to deliver the the rest of this Final Fantasy VII experience? It has to be three parts because I think if you do anything other than that, then it's just like, again, breaking up an open world into like four, five, six parts is going to be nonsensical. It's right. not going to make sense. Totally like, agree. It's, it's totally going to be ridiculous. That. Like, yeah. Yeah. and I think, again, with this being on PS4, I think it works for it being sort of a concentrated, like, linear experience. Whereas, like, when you open it up into a PS5 or Xbox Series X game, there's going to be way more potential for having these crazy open worlds realizing what they wanted to do with this game in an open world type of way that you know like a, like an assassin's creed Od- if they can do assassin's creed odyssey on ps4 mm-hmm. and xbox one imagine what they can do with the final fantasy open world in next gen so yeah I, I think they can do it okay well my biggest gripe with this game um it's this is so nitpicky. I loved this game, by the way. If it's, if it's not clear, it's it's my favorite game so far 2020. If it had come out at the end of last year, let's say they had hit the November or December release date and the experience had been exactly what we have now, would have been my game of the year, I think, or at least would have been really close with Star Wars because I loved Star Wars last year. Would have been year. up there for me too. I really enjoyed but this game. I, it probably would have been my favorite game of the year last year. Now, that's a little weird because 2019 wasn't the strongest of video game years. We talked about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All that being said, it's my favorite so far this year. I love it. I don't know that it'll stick because there's so many big hitters still coming. Dude, yeah. So, this fall is um, going to be nuts. So this is going to be a little nitpicky, but I I think it's it's uh, the visual stuff. There's some visual things that oh, I yeah. loved, mm-hmm. and there's some visual things that I actually laughed out loud about. So like certain, <laughs> N- certain NPCs talking to me 
it seriously looked like, oh, this is, I'm pretty sure I saw this on the Switch port of a GameCube game. Or you know what I mean? like that type of, <laughs> wow. It was that I never, level I never of, once felt that way. Wow, that's crazy. Like Specifically, I think of there's this one lady you go to talk to at the fence, and she's talking to you, and I I, I mentioned this on the show before. Yeah, it did. reminded me of the Conan O'Brien faces where they just <laughs> have the mouths coming through the hole. You know? It looked so bad. Um, certain textures on certain buildings and certain Cloud's details door. all of a sudden out of out of the blue were real poor. And so there was some polished elements. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but the honestly, one of the most was a problem for me. Yeah. One of the worst defenders, in my opinion, was this climactic climb as you're trying to get back using the the um the zip lines and you're climbing back up and you're fighting your way back up to the upper levels, right? To get to the Shinra yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like chapter sixteen ish, I think. 15, 16. 15, yeah. 15 um so you, as you're climbing up there and then they have multiple moments when you can look down at the destruction below you and it looks like this awful blurry skewed jpeg they did the best they could all right no they did not no they did not <laughs> they did the best they could they did not they did the best they could on so many other areas of this game but that element well, of the visual it, was funny and i get yeah. this right because they're it looks like a place stopping, forgot stopping to remove the gameplay to go man look at how beautiful this is well they actually said as they're looking at it he goes don't forget this image. And I was like, I won't. This is ugly. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. So to be fair, though, you can tell that that, that kind of looked pre-rendered, right? Whereas yes. if, if you look up, though, because you're going up to the top plates, if you look up, it does – it is 3D and it, like, yeah. is detailed. It's, it's that that's would, yeah. back – yeah. That's why I think it. That's why I think uh, it's it was jarring. It was because yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some elements of this were so detailed and so great. Like the main characters were so well designed and voice yeah, acted yeah. And, yep. and animated, and then some NPCs were like, "Oh my gosh, I've seen the same NPC eight times," yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like so, it was certain elements that were a little jarring, but that was the most egregious to me. Was and it's because it's such a moving and and important moment, and they they even pause to make you the player look down at it, and I'm like. Yeah. I already saw this, and now you're making me look at it. This is pretty bad. So anyway, again, that's very nitpicky because that's just visual improvements that I believe with some sort of collection or definitive edition in the future that will all be cleaned up and it will look a lot better. And it's not the end of the world either to have that. Hi, buddy. I've got a visitor to help me close things out here. Nice. You found some gum? Okay. Found some gum. He's got a whole – Your breath breath stinks. Here's some gum. Two years old, he got a whole container of gum. Cool. Okay. I'll give my last quick thought and then we got to wrap things up. I got to go help with some bedtime business. Um, but as far as how I want them to deliver this, I'm 100% with you guys. I really want them to take their time and create another full experience like this. Probably two, but I wouldn't be surprised if they figure. Come here, buddy. I wouldn't be surprised if they figured out a way to do this with just a part two and that'd be done. Huh. And here, here's why I say that. I think part one, most of the time spent with all of this effort was figuring out what they're doing. And now that I think they know what they're doing, it was like, here's what the battle system is going to be like. Here's the visuals and here's, here's the direction we're going with the story. I think a ton of time was spent not only getting the technical quality up to where it needs to be for a modern game, but I think they were trying to figure out what in the world do we do with this game? Sure. Sorry. Sorry about the background noise. That's all right. Um, So I do think it's possible to fit it all in a part two. It's just going to be a much bigger game, probably like a 60-hour game or something It would have to be like a 100-plus hour game. Maybe. But I mean, Persona 5 is, so. But I think you make a lot of it optional. I think you make a lot more of it optional than it was before. I think you give it more of an open-world approach, or at least open-area approach is probably a smarter way for them to do this. Part two of this is 
less linearity than this one, but not quite the Witcher 3 style open. So oh, probably sure, like an sure. open area. That's the only reason I suggested it could be five parts is because if, if, if it sticks to the linearity of this one, then I could see it being five parts. But I would actually open really, wide at, yeah. in the second part. I would actually love would for like them to, to figure out a way to wrap up their remake version of this in a second part. That'd be so, oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be so I, even if I, they I, have to trim out things we're used to, like from the old, that's fine. If they can figure out a way to yeah. say we're going to stay single tracked on completing this new story we started with remake. Yeah. Hey man, they beat we beat fate. We can they can do whatever they want with the story now. <laughs> that's true. Cut out whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Just be like, you guys and then, fate. Our I don't know what you want. And then that big moment that we're not really directly addressing for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe there's someone listening who doesn't know. There's a big moment coming up in the temple or wherever that happens. I forget exactly where it is. A There's a big, I feel like that could actually be more of the finale type of a moment. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do with uh, with part two. I yeah. would love if they could figure out just it a could part. Could change. Two. Someone else could. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's I, wild. I, just, I don't. They they could yeah. do anything, and I think that that's what's terrifying. They, even if they stay the cores, they already have people like 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 me who have played the game before, like a little rattled. I'm like, is this oh, gonna yeah. go the same way? So yeah. like even if they stay the course, I'm like, well, that was surprising. I kind of love hearing that. That's what they, makes me love this game even they, more. They rattled me a little bit. So even if they stay yeah. the course, that's still surprising because like you kind of already have me thinking that we're like going somewhere else. Yeah. So if like right. you're, if love that, it, Jeff, it's I'm cool. real shook. I'm, I'm real I'm shook. Jeff. I'm very, I'm I'm rattled, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm super rattled about the story. <laughs> well, dudes, thank you so much for taking time to chat through this. We could probably keep going. Bye. Bye. Oh yeah. Oh, my son says bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Um. I absolutely love Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm so yeah. glad that they did it. I was skeptical at first, and I thought, oh, cool, what a great way to make money off of our nostalgia. But now that it's here, and they've, I think they've delivered a fantastic game for people. And I'm so glad that we have the perspective of someone like Jeff who's saying, yeah, this was never really my jam, but now I dig it. So that's awesome. It's not a fantasy. I mean, Kyle knows we've talked about – I mean, he's a fantasy dude uh, on, on our podcast uh, – I'm just not a huge fantasy guy. It just really depends on how they tell the story and the yep. stuff in the story. And this just, I mean, this it hooked me, man. This was final fantasy. Yeah. I believe in, I believe in Square again. And that yeah, feels good. Yeah, it, too. Feels good. It, it does feel good, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Square's back. All right, well, Jeff and Kyle, thank you so much for taking this extra time to chat thank with us. Thank you for having us. Um, for having us. Next time we're on, maybe we can talk about that Valhalla trailer. But we can't right now. We can't right now talk about Assassin's Creed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, let's, let's do it. No, that's not. I gotta, I gotta get going. I can't wait to pillage. I think. I think. And by the way, this is pillage. this is just uh, a little marriage advice and and parenting advice for those of you out there. If your spouse sends your toddler into the room where you're doing something, that's their way of telling you wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Thank you. Yeah. 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 All right, dudes. Have a good night. You guys Thanks, take care. Guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good wait talk. Here we go. Well, you do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.